0: The Holy Gospel, according to John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees the Spirit nor knows the Spirit. You know the Spirit because the Spirit abides with you and the Spirit will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Thanks to you, O Christ. Let us pray. Spirit of God, speak to us. Spirit of God, sigh for us. Spirit of God, abide in us. Spirit of God, speak through us. Amen. Tony my late husband, was often gone. He traveled the United States, increasing his therapeutic skills, working with trauma survivors, and training other clinicians. When home, Tony worked hard, and sometimes long hours running a business, and healing people's pain. Over time, he developed a saying, a string of words assuring our two sons and me of his continued connection to us during these times of absence. The sentence, always delivered with a wide smile, and two hands placed on his chest, and his voice rising in sing-song pitch went something like this. YOU ARE ALWAYS IN MY HEART. GOOD WORDS. WORDS WITH STAYING POWER. STICKY WORDS ADHERING TO OUR HEARTS LIKE A KISS OR AN EMBRACE. LIVING WITH ME NOW IN TONY'S EARTHLY ABSENCE. OFTEN REPEATED IN MY HEAD WHEN NEEDING REASSURANCE. Allowed when our sons crave reminding of their dad's ongoing love. You are always in my heart. Means to us that he is still with us in ways we cannot fully understand. Yet with us still as we continue the work of being human and being God's people here on earth without him. Now, Tony wasn't thinking ahead of a time when he would never be with us again, when he created this saying. No, he didn't plan on leaving us anytime soon, but he did. And his love, delivered so often in actions and words, is planted in us assuring me daily of love's powerful promise. Love given always promises more love grown. Jesus, in our gospel today, Jesus knows he's going away, knows his disciples need preparing for his upcoming absence, Knows they will not fully understand what is about to happen. Knows they need assurances about who he is and who God is. Knows they need something to cling to when all seems lost. So Jesus talks and talks and talks. Jesus answers questions, talks some more verse after verse chapter after chapter feeding his beloved disciples with all they will need to know understanding that in the aftermath of what is about to happen the disciples may remember only some of what jesus says now but most likely they will remember those words jesus chooses to repeat and repeat and repeat Our Gospel reading today begins with these words, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. But the disciples have heard it before. The words love and commandments together in the same sentence, just a short time ago. For us in the previous chapter in verse 34, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Now the disciples hear, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And soon, for us in chapter 15, Jesus says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Two words, commandment and love, used together in the same sentence. Said once, repeated twice, three times total. Love and commandment somehow connected, not interchangeable, but necessary for something to work, like a nail needing hammering, raw meat needing cooking, broken bone needing mending, ripe grain needing harvesting, nouns needing verbs, Jesus' commandments needing love. Now, If the disciples are anything like my own sons, when listening to my many repeated maternal lectures, then the disciples' eyes roll. Their heads turn away. Their stomachs wonder when it's time to eat. And their minds ask, is he done yet? But Jesus knows, like a good teacher, like a good parent, like a good leader, like someone who actively loves other people, that repetition is necessary for remembering. And this commandment's love thing is something he wants all his disciples to remember, even in the worst of times, even in times unimaginable. Jesus wants his disciples to hear his voice in their heads and in their hearts, even when he can no longer be with them in person. Love me. Keep my commandments. Remember my love for you. Love one another the same way. By repeating himself, Jesus readies his disciples for the coming time of crisis, not by starving them of necessary human actions and emotions but by feeding them with directions, assurances, hope, and love. In Jesus' leadership, he is preemptive by preparing them for the future. He is clear by stating exactly what he wants from them, and Jesus is concise. He boils it down to what is truly necessary. And then Jesus, in our Gospel today, takes it a step further. God will give you another advocate, he says. Because this hodgepodge group of people is a family, Jesus is the head of this family, a traveling household walking together, eating alongside each other, listening to one another, listening to Jesus. But Jesus is going away, going to die, and in this ancient world, his death means his children become orphans, possibly thrown out into the street. So Jesus assures the disciples they will not be alone when he is no longer with them. I will not leave you orphaned, he says. But what is this other, this another advocate, this spirit, spirit coming, spirit on its way, even before Jesus breathes on the disciples, even before the liturgical festival day of Pentecost, Jesus tells his disciples he is sending the spirit of truth, truth meaning God, God's presence, God's promise, God's love, intermingling among the disciples, surrounding them, living in the disciples, assuring them they are never alone and they can continue to love Jesus, keep Jesus' commandments, and love others. An assurance Jesus wants his disciples to hear. An assurance Jesus wants us to hear now, during this time of uncertainty, grief, and confusion. Jesus wants us to hear and remember that even apart, we are not alone. And even separated, we are not alone. Even isolated, we are not alone. Even scared, we are not alone. Even confused about the future, we are not alone. Even ill, we are not alone. Even grieving, we are not alone. God does not leave us orphaned. God is always with us. God is God of promise, ever-present, always loving, giving grace. After speaking at my late husband's funeral, our friend here at Gloria Day, Brother Paul Werger, our friend we lost this week too soon to COVID-19, approached me. I was still stunned by what had happened, shaking from lack of food and sleep and what would become PTSD, unsure of what to do or what was expected of me now as a sudden widow. Paul approached me with a small smile on his face, and he put his hand on my arm, and he said. You're going to do just fine, kiddo. Traumatic memory is a tricky thing. What Paul fully meant, I don't know. But what it felt like to me then and now is that Paul saw something in me that day. Something greater than my shock and grief something greater than the trauma which had happened to my sons and me. I like to think that what Paul saw was God's spirit in me, surrounding us, alive, living, leading us toward resiliency, toward continued life, toward what we needed to remember, about loving each other and into what God writes on our hearts, I am always with you. Sometimes, like now, it's hard to remember the Holy Spirit is with each and every one of us, walking with us, gathering us together as only God can do, gathering us together, asking us to focus on Jesus' commandment to love, asking us to focus on this love instead of human-made and perpetuated confusion, asking us to remember Jesus' preemptive, clear, and concise leadership Leadership that prepared the disciples for surviving trauma and crisis. Leadership which grew the disciples' resiliency through Jesus' teaching, feeding, healing, and saving. Resiliency, ensuring the disciples would eventually thrive despite what is going to happen soon in the worst possible way. To Jesus. Jesus then and now assures us of God's continued presence. God remains in us through the Holy Spirit forever. God still feeds us with living water, still teaches us through God's word, still heals us with love. God remains. God remains in our hearts in our minds, in our souls, in our thoughts, in our actions, God remains grounding us in love. God remains allowing us to love. Love, a commandment, a gift, and an action. If you love me, Jesus says, then love God. Love others. Love yourself. Love each other. Keep loving. Assured by Jesus that the Holy Spirit never leaves. The Holy Spirit is with us, in us, always and forever. Amen.